All right, welcome back to another episode of Mindful Mayhem. I'm your host, Cody Tucker. As always, be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, it's going to be a good day. I just took a dump that was so big that I'm pretty sure it had its own heartbeat. <laughs> Roe versus Wade. Um, so yeah, my clothes are now fitting a little bit more loose, if you can't already tell. <laughs> um, let's see. What is on today's agenda? Oh, there we go. <clears throat> uh, so Kendrick Lamar's new album came out. Not good. <laughs> this album sucks so bad. It is like, I mean, I know that it's, I mean, I'm sure, look, any, I am convinced after listening to this that anyone that says that they enjoyed this album is just saying it because they feel like they're supposed to say it. That, like, oh, you can't say anything bad about Kendrick Lamar's music. I love Kendrick Lamar's music. Like, everything he's done in the past, I've been a fan of. I think he's, like, lyrically a fucking genius. Um, this album is so boring. Um, like, I would rather listen to, like, a dial tone for 48 minutes than listen to this album. I mean, it is so whiny and, like, woke. Which, whatever, I mean, look, I just, I miss, and maybe it's because I hate new stuff, I don't know, or, I don't know if it's that I hate new music, or just new music isn't good, but, like, I hate music that is, like, um, positive, <laughs> I don't like, I don't like music that has any kind of, like, positive message, uh, about, like, you know, overcoming your struggles, I don't, wah, um, I don't care about any of that. Like, I want to hear music that is, like, super aggressive and, like, scary. Like, my, like the only, I mean, I like, you know, like, older hip-hop because most of it is just about, like, killing people. And, yeah, like, that's fun to listen to. Um, same for, like, rock music. Like, I don't want to hear, like, um, like, who's, like, an inspirational, like... Like, a lot of Queen... I mean, I like Queen, but a lot of Queen's music, like, We Are the Champions, I don't want to hear that fucking song. Like, I don't want to hear any music about you overcoming an obstacle. <laughs> like, I would I want to hear music that is, like... I don't know, like, dark and evil-sounding. Like, Slipknot or something. Like, sing songs about how your life sucks, but you aren't overcoming it. <laughs> Like, that's, that's, I'm way more into that than hearing somebody talk about, like, how their life was hard, but now they're doing better. Like, great. Like, that, like, I'm not fucking, I'm not, I'll watch Oprah if I want to get fucking inspired. It's just, it's so boring. I'm telling you, like, this album is so boring. So I say everybody just, well, everybody's already heard this thing. And, and I see everybody, like, praising it like it's this fucking masterpiece it is a masterpiece of shit this album is terrible um dmx is rolling over in his grave right now <laughs> you either ain't no way dmx would make a song about uh you know being positive about the trans community <laughs> dmx was writing songs basically saying like like dmx had a song man what song is it it's like a really famous dmx song where he's like because he hates gay people so much that he wants you to, like, suck his dick. 
which is a very hypocritical message to send out. <laughs> like you, like he hates gay dudes. So give him, give him a blowjob. <laughs> DMX is out of his mind. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you know, you ain't gonna hear that shit coming at him. Nelly, Nelly ain't writing a damn song about his aunt becoming his uncle. Which you know, lyric. I mean, I'll like again. Lyrically, Kendrick Lamar is a genius. Um, easily top three lyricists of all time. Like not even just like you know today. Um, so even though these songs are mind-numbingly boring, if I would rather just read it, I would rather just. It's like Bob Dylan. Like to me, Kendrick Lamar is kind of basically like the rap version of Bob Dylan, like. His music is not that... I mean, like... Like, I think Kendrick's... Like, both of those people, Bob Dylan, Kendrick Lamar, their lyrics outshine their music abilities. Um, And their voices are kind of annoying. And nasally. So, they actually do have a lot in common. Um, Like, Bob... like, Like, Bob Dylan's songs are not great. And like I was gonna go see this son of a bitch because he's going to con- he's gonna be in concert like around here pretty soon. And I was like, man, I mean, it would be kind of cool to see Bob Dylan just because he's like, you know, he's easily one of the most legendary musicians of all time. And I just saw the Rolling Stones, so I got to see like the band that is like the band to see. But like as far as like a solo artist who's still alive, Bob Dylan is. I mean, I mean, Bob Dylan performed. Like, most people don't know this, but, like, when Martin Luther King did his I Have a Dream speech on the March on Washington, Bob Dylan was, like, the opening act for that. Bob Dylan's a legend. Granted, now he sounds like he has, like, gravel in his throat. But still, it would just be cool to see him. Then, this motherfucker has the audacity to say that to go to his concert, you have to, one, be, which, hey, vaccination, whatever, I've been, I got juiced up, I'm good to go. So, I don't have a problem with... People saying, like, oh, you need to have a vaccine to get in here. Like, yeah, I get it. And I don't mind, like, getting a vaccine to be able to go places. That's basically why I did it. I mean, I am worried about my health, clearly. Um, But you have to get the vaccine and wear a mask through the entire show. And Bob Dylan's concerts go on for a minute. It's like, motherfucker, like, why did I even get this shot then if I have to wear a mask to go see Bob Dylan? Well, is Bob Dylan worried that I'm going to give him COVID? I mean, he should be dead by now anyways. Like, he's on borrowed time. I mean, or has been for the past 20 years. Um, so I was like, well, screw that. I ain't going to go see them. Bob Dylan. <laughs> for three hours. But, point being, here, let me take this off. I'm going to get fucking sued or something. Yeah, out of all the the fucking 12 people listening to this. (laughs) Anyways, um, like Bob Dylan and Kendrick Lamar to me are very similar in that sense that like I would rather read their lyrics as like a poem than listen to it in a song. Uh, Like to me, Kendrick Lamar's songs, most, I mean, a a lot of them, especially kind of older ones, are good, but they're not that good. Like none of Kendrick, like, Good Kid, Mad City, like, that album has, like, some decent songs, but, like, I'd rather just read his lyrics. And Bob Dylan's, I'm kind of the same way. Like, Bob Dylan's songs are, I mean, it's very boring, too. A lot of harmonica 
And God, I hate, I can't do harmonica. Like, I, God, I hate the sound of it. Just that fucking, like a small train whistle in your ear for three hours. Like, <laughs> like, and, and then this, you know, and then like you think the harmonica is annoying. And he puts the harmonica down, and you hear, and like, oh my Jesus, play the fucking harmonica again. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's very rare to find someone whose voice is more annoying than the harmonica, but Bob Dylan's one of them. Um, but yeah, like, but you know, Bob Dylan won like the, was it the Nobel Prize or Pulitzer? I think Nobel Prize, like, what was that, two or three years ago? For like basically his lyrics for his songs, one like the Nobel Poetry. I don't know if there's a Nobel Prize for literature or poetry or something. I mean, not to you know expound on too many conspiracies, even though that's basically the gist of most of these episodes. Um, the Nobel Prize Foundation is a uh, you know basically like a money laundering scheme, same way that like art museums and construction. You think construction jobs, I mean, all that shit's a money laundering scam anyway. Like, also, just like the Nobel Prize ceremony, and then a bunch of them are all fucking pedophiles anyways. <laughs> I swear to God, like, I guess maybe because of the microphone and camera, I've slowly started turning into Alex Jones, and it is not good. <laughs> They're putting something with the frogs. Like, um, yeah, it's going to get real bad real soon. <laughs> Well, Rush Limbaugh's dead. Maybe I'll take over for him. I just got to start <laughs> taking a handful of hydrocodone every day. Or Oxycontin, whatever it was he was on. Oh, man. But, yeah. Anyways, Kendrick Lamar album. Not good. And anyone who's out there saying, like, Oh, well, you just don't know shit about rap. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I like to think I actually have a pretty decent knowledge on hip-hop. But, um, you know think what you want um it's just not good and my ears do not deceive me it's it's bad like like i'd rather just keep listening to the same hip-hop that i've listened to since i was a wee little boy i'll just keep listening to wu-tang nas onyx <laughs> I'll just ludicrous. I'll keep listening to that until I die. I mean, when rappers stop wearing skinny jeans, that's when I'll probably go back to it. <laughs> and having like you know face piercings. Jeez Louise. Anyway, so enough about rap. I don't want to get fucking canceled talking shit about Kendrick Lamar. But um, so another thing. Let's see what's next on the menu. I think it was this right here. Yeah. So. Dude, for some reason, everybody is losing their minds right now about um, Kim Kardashian wearing Marilyn Monroe's dress from whenever she, like, <laughs> I mean, it was so here, hold on, here's the original. So there's Marilyn, damn, Marilyn Monroe was pretty fucking hot. You know, because a lot of people say, like, women back then, like, they'll say, like, oh, she was, like, very beautiful, blah, 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 then you look at her and she's like, she has fucking lupus. Um, now Marilyn Monroe's like hot by today's standards for sure. Jesus. Um, everybody's pissed off that, uh, Kim Kardashian wore that dress to like, what was it, like the Met Gala, which I'll be honest, don't know what the Met Gala is. Um, 
I was gonna Google what it was, and then I um, didn't. <laughs> some some things in life you just don't have time for. Um, but everybody's losing their mind, saying like, "How could she like tarnish the legacy of Marilyn Monroe's dress?" Blah blah. blah. Okay, one, the reason why Marilyn Monroe wore that dress. So here, let me pull up that picture. So the special occasion for this dress was that she was singing happy birthday to a man that she was having an affair with uh, on her partner and him on uh, his partner. That person, President of the United States, John F. Kennedy. Marilyn Monroe was banging JFK and his little brother, Bobby, uh, who both were married. Bobby was married to Ethel Kennedy. JFK married to Jackie Onassis? No, that's not Bouvoir? I don't know. Don't speak French. But I think her name was something like that. Jackie Bouvoir. Oh, fuck. I'm going to have a fucking stroke trying to say this. <laughs> oh, no. She married Ari Onassis and then became Jackie Onassis. Anyway, okay. Whatever. Um, she did this, like, super slutty version of Happy Birthday to John F. Kennedy uh, in front of his whole family. People were like, what the fuck is this? Um... And even Bobby's like, you know, trying to like, you know, cut the mic. Um, so, but everybody's saying like, to tarnish the legacy of Marilyn Monroe. Uh, just so you know, this woman and this woman are virtually identical people. <laughs> like, you can say all you want. And one, Kim Kardashian is hot as hell. I don't care. And I know this picture is probably photoshopped. Um, so what? Don't care. Kim Kardashian is smoking hot. Um, but this woman and this woman are the exact same person. Marilyn Monroe. So, okay, so Kim Kardashian gets famous by making a sex tape with Ray J. Sex tape becomes leaked, and Kim Kardashian becomes famous. So, Kim Kardashian, famous for being a whore. Marilyn Monroe, also famous for being a whore. Slept with every director, every producer, every actor, every writer, anyone she could have sex with to get to the top. Not unlike Kim Kardashian, who banged Ray J, made sex tape, got famous. Then banged, uh, what's that basketball player? Chris Humphreys, a.k.a. Uh, the off-brand version of Blake Griffin. Um, and then does like this fake wedding where she gets like a million dollars. Then she's hooking up with a bunch of other people. Then Kanye gets massively famous. Then now fucking Pete Davidson, which, hey, good on you, Pete Davidson. Um, I mean, he fucking deserves a break. <laughs> the dude was fucking banging Ariana Grande and Kate Beckinsale. Like, poor guy. Um, so now, so Marilyn Monroe becomes famous for being a whore. Um, and yeah, it's just sleeping around with everybody. Gets in an entanglement with uh, John F. Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy before JFK's president. Also, meanwhile, before the, any of this, one of the women Marilyn Monroe was banging is fucking Anton LaVey, who made the Church of Satan. So, fucking great-picking dudes, sort of like Kim Kardashian. Um, but yeah, Marilyn Monroe was banging Bobby Kennedy and JFK before he was president, whenever JFK was a senator. Um, they would go to like Peter Lawford's house, because Peter Lawford was married... Peter Lawford was a dude who used to hang out Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. Peter Lawford ended up becoming married to JFK's sister. Um, JFK and Bobby would show up to Peter Lawford's house in Malibu. And Peter Lawford basically just bring over actresses to bang both of them. Uh, Marilyn Monroe being 
the main actress that he would bring over to say, oh, now that you're here, have sex with these two guys. Um, the two with buck teeth who sound like they're speaking with a fake accent. But um, anyways, so, uh, yeah, so Marilyn Monroe gets caught up with them, does not realize that they are going <laughs> to, that JFK is going to become president in a couple of years and Bobby's going to become the attorney general, which puts him high up. Um, and then she does this whole little birthday, uh, song and everybody's like, uh, oh, um, this, this bitch is a problem. Uh, and she needs to get taken care of quick. So, uh, mysteriously in 1962, whenever Marilyn Monroe just finished doing the movie, uh, the misfits with Clark Gable, she has a overdose on prescription medications and dies. She... Um, like everything about her death is suspicious and her being linked to Bobby Kennedy makes it even worse because Bobby Kennedy is a known, uh, monster. Um, Oh, speaking of, I am going to do another monster of the week, uh, this week too, but I'll get to that here in a second. So, um, yeah, so basically Bobby Kennedy killed Marilyn Monroe. I know that that isn't like a proven thing, and I think I'm supposed to say allegedly, but also Bobby Kennedy's been dead since 1968. Um, what the fuck am I worried about? Although Bobby Kennedy's son is, you know, pretty notorious. Well, not notorious, but notable person. Um, so maybe I will get sued, which I'll take, because, you know, getting your name involved with the Kennedys, it's always a good way to get famous, so bring it on. <laughs> yeah, you want my? Yeah, you can have whatever's in my bank account. About four hundred bucks. It's it's yours, Bobby Junior. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Just the whole idea that like Kim Kardashian is tarnishing Marilyn Monroe's legacy. Like, no, Marilyn Monroe's legacy is made up. Like she has a fake legacy. Like Marilyn Monroe's legacy is something that people made up because she died young. And people want to seem like they're being, you know, nice about just like saying that, though, she was like ahead of the curve and all this stuff. She was a horrible actor. And every actor that worked with her was like, yeah, she didn't know how to act. She was in movies because she was hot. Kim Kardashian is famous because she's hot. It's the exact same thing. Kim Kardashian just doesn't have to be in movies. Like, you don't have to be in movies anymore to get hot. You can just have a reality TV show. If reality TV was a thing in the ni- in the 50s and to early 60s, that's what Marilyn Monroe would have been doing. She just did acting because she had to. Because that's the only way you were going to get famous in the 50s as a, uh, like a hot chick. But Marilyn Monroe is no different. They also both date ugly dudes. Like, tell me, look at this. Here's Marilyn Monroe. With jo- so, also Marilyn Monroe, which Marilyn Monroe must have had a fucking amazing, you know, uh, because, I mean, she had dudes just fucking <laughs> going wild. Like, uh, so Joe DiMaggio was a dude, played for the Yankees, easily top five greatest baseball players of all time, maybe top three. Um, had all these, like, crazy records that some of them he still has, like, to this day. And the dude played in, like, the 40s. Um, after, I think this, it was, like, right after he retired, he got involved with Marilyn Monroe. And... I mean, they were only together for a little bit. And when she, or when they split up, which I think Joe DiMaggio, no, I think she split up from Joe DiMaggio. Anyways, it, I mean, he lost his mind. Now, when you see what Joe DiMaggio looks like compared to Marilyn Monroe, you'll get it. Look at this. I mean, 
it looks like a make a wish photo. <laughs> like, like, like it looks like somebody who's like, Hey, my dying wish is to meet Marilyn Monroe and go out on a date. And she's like, Oh yeah, we can do that. But, but it's gotta be super public. And I need 15 of my bodyguards there. Cause I <laughs> make sure you don't fucking snap my neck trying to pet me. Um, that's an Amasa Men reference, just in case anyone didn't get it. But um, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, look at Marilyn Monroe. I mean, Marilyn Monroe is super fucking hot. Jesus. And then look at Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio looks like an offensive drawing. <laughs> um, so after they split up, Joe DiMaggio loses his mind. They were only together for like two years, I think. Um, but in that two years, I mean, she must have just been... Sp- good Lord. Um, he ended up like just being a crazy alcoholic and would walk around the streets of like San Francisco with a suitcase full of money, barefoot, like basically looking like he was homeless. And people would think that hey, they would call the police. Hey, there's a homeless person walking down the street with a, like a briefcase. Um, he's like muttering to himself, wherever police show up and be goddamn Joe DiMaggio carrying around a briefcase full of like a hundred grand. And he just snapped. And then, like, whenever he died, like, his, like, last words were, like, I'll get to see my Marilyn again. Little does she know, this bitch is down in hell banging thousands of dudes. So, I mean, she ain't waiting for Joe DiMaggio. (laughs) I mean, she's down there fucking James Dean and, man, all kinds of people. Probably Buddy Holly. I don't know. Um, Actually, James Dean, I think, was gay. So, probably not Marilyn Monroe. Um, But that's neither here nor there. So, yeah, I mean, t- how is this any different than, like, Kim Kardashian being with Pete Davidson? And everybody's, like, freaking out, like, oh, well, he's so ugly and she's so hot. Hey, if you're famous, it doesn't fucking matter. If you're a famous guy, what do you think I'm, I mean, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to get to this point. You think I'm, I'm getting anybody based on personality? No. I don't have a very good personality. Looks are even worse. Um, so, <laughs> I'm hoping this shit pays off in some way. <laughs> Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, if Joe DiMaggio can swing that and Pete Davidson can get Kim Kardashian, I might have a chance at, you know, something. Maybe some table scraps. Jesus. Um, so, yeah. So there's, um, you know, a little history about Marilyn Monroe. Also, an interesting thing about Marilyn Monroe, um, just to kind of show how um, she shouldn't be, she shouldn't have this fucking legacy that everybody gives her. But, um, she she told somebody one time that um, because she was abandoned, not abandoned, I'm kind of abandoned by her dad, which uh, explains a lot. But um, she said that like one of her like dreams in life was to put on a black wig and go to a bar and pick up her own dad and fuck him. <laughs> yeah, there's your uh, Time Magazine person of the century. Jesus Christ. Um, all right, so enough about that. Let's brighten the mood <laughs> and uh, do a continuation of uh, a segment that I started last week called Mindful Mayhem Monster of the Week. This week it is going to be about someone who, in the U.S., people probably do not know who this person is. Um, but if you're from the U.K. or any of the places the U.K., controls so africa india whatever (laughs) uh you'll know exactly who this person is um it is a person who well let me just show you a picture of him first (laughs) jeez imagine that oh god yeah imagine like 
you know, like being at your like bathroom sink and like bending down to like wash your face and looking up in the mirror and seeing that face. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so this is Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile was a radio DJ in the fifties in, um, in England. Um, I, the whole time I was like reading about Jimmy Savile, I was trying to like figure out who he, who like, is he like an American version of it's very difficult because we don't even have like a version of this. So he was a radio DJ who then became like a television personality. Like would just host all these events. He had the show called Jim will fix it. Um, I guess he's like a Dick Clark, Ryan Seacrest, Ellen DeGeneres. Like it's Oprah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to like, it's very hard to like even give like an American version, but Jimmy Savile was like a beloved person. Well, okay, sort of a beloved person. Because the more I was actually researching about Jimmy Savile, the people of England, uh, most of them did not like him. They thought he was super annoying. So, in a sense, Ellen DeGeneres. Um, But he was just always on TV. Ellen DeGeneres. Or maybe like a Steve Harvey. Um, Because I don't really know anybody who's like, oh, I think Steve Harvey is so talented. But (laughs) he's got like 12 TV shows. So... I guess maybe he's just like, yeah, maybe like a Steve Harvey. I don't know. Um, But anyways, like the media of England, like fucking love this dude for some reason. Um, He's like super famous guy who, um, like I said, had, he hosted a top of the pops, which is like a huge music TV show. So it was sort of like in that sense, kind of like a Carson Daly. Cause it was in a, in a way like uh, England's version of TRL. So Jimmy Savile um, died in 2011. And right around the time he died, so throughout his whole career, from 50s to 2011, there had always been these rumors that he was a, as they would say, pedophile. Um, Or as we would say, uh, a child fucker. Um, That was like always basically like a rumor. That like, hey, you know, know, Jimmy Savile fucking touches kids. Um, and people would, yeah, apparently just always heard this rumor, grew up knowing this, like, just being like, yeah, Jimmy Savile's a creep. It didn't become, like, well, well-known until, like, right when he died. And then that screwed things over, too, because they were like, oh, well, we can't really shit on him too much because he's dead, and now he can't defend himself, which is like, oh, boo-hoo. Um, so, turns out that Jimmy Savile... Let me let me see because I actually wrote down some stats about this because it is wild. So he his first document so his first case of abuse, which he abused people anywhere from ages five to seventy five. Five was the youngest person that he abused. Seventy five was the oldest. Um, his the first time he abused someone sexually was a child, and it was in nineteen fifty five. So right at the beginning of his career. By the time. Well, here, I'll go through it this way. So, in 1955, he has his first documented case of abuse, where he sexually abused a child. In 19, And then there's nothing. Then in 1960, he's signing autographs, and a 10-year-old boy comes up to him and asks, Hey, Mr. Savile. Well, hi, Mr. Savile. Can I... No, sorry. <laughs> he says, uh, Mr. Savile, can I have an autograph? Jimmy Savile, this little creep right here, says... Sure you can, but you got to come to my hotel room because that makes a lot of sense. And uh, this kid is like, okay, okay. And he um, 
follows Jimmy Savile to his hotel room. Jimmy Savile brutally molests this kid. And that is like the quote-unquote how it was described. A brutal uh, child molestation. Then it's just off the hinges for the next 50 years. Um, Jimmy Savile, one of the things that like... So what he's holding there, that little star, uh, is an award given by the British royal family. And it was given to him at like the request of Margaret Thatcher, who was the prime minister. Uh, Jimmy Savile was very close to the British royal family, which, given his pedophile background, makes a whole lot of sense because uh, they're a bunch of pedophiles. Now, look, there he is chucking it up with old Prince Charles, probably explaining how he just, you know, butt-fucked a six-year-old. Um, and Prince Charles is like, oh, geez, you know, I like to go a little older, eight or nine. Um, so, yeah, huge friends with uh, Prince Charles, Princess Diana, like all the like British royal family, uh, Jimmy Savile. Let me pull this picture back up, shrink her down a little bit. There we go, look at that. Okay, so Jimmy Savile, massively uh, close to the British royal family, hanging out with Princess Diana, Prince Charles all the time. He also has the show called Jim Will Fix It, which, so Jim Will Fix It was basically like kids would write in um, almost like Make-A-Wish kids, but they weren't, you know, like bedridden or anything. They were just little kids. And they would write in saying, like, I've always wanted to fly an airplane or, do you know, whatever. And he would go through, pick a few, and they would make it happen. So, like, some kid would say, like, I've wanted to be a goalkeeper for Manchester United uh, or some British shit. And he would put them in a game and, you know, there'd be there he would be with, um, was a Wayne Rooney or somebody. Um God, I pulled that name out of my ass. Jesus. <laughs> um, turns out Jimmy Savile was molesting like all those kids that were on his show. So he's like, hey, like I know you said you wanted to go into a hot air balloon and I'm going to get you onto a hot air balloon, but I'm going to rub on you while we're in the hot air balloon. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you're weighing your pros and cons. Like, yeah, I get to, you know, go to a zoo and feed giraffes, but Jimmy Savile's going to, you know, smack my ass the whole time I'm there. Um, now, depending on what my Jim will fix a thing would have been, I would have said, all right, dude, that's fine. Um, so, you know, but that's just me. Um, so, yeah, it turns out he was, like, sexually assaulting all these kids. And whenever he was hosting Top of the Pops, he was sexually assaulting all these, like, teenage girls. So that's all creepy for sure. But he gets way worse. So Jimmy Savile is also doing all kinds of volunteer work on the side that he had been doing his entire career from the 50s on. Uh, one is that he would work as a porter in a hospital, basically like the person who just wheels the beds around from room to room, like, oh, this patient needs to go here, so blah, blah, blah. Jimmy Savile would take the patients who were kind of like mental, like at a lower mental capacity or like unconscious or whatever it may be to where they're like not, fully aware if he was getting to port around one of those patients he would sneak off and molest or rape them depending on their age i mean i guess that's the difference right molesting is if it's a kid rape is if it's an adult anyway sexually assaulting patients depending on who they were like like what state they were in he also volunteered at this girls school that was for like you know troubled teen girls um most like in between like 12 and 16 
And all the girls there were like, hey, we don't want to be around Jimmy Savile. And the people were like, oh, why not? He's such a nice, like, charming guy. Like, uh, yeah, well, he's fucking all of us. So, um, yeah, and we're, you know, I'm 13. So, no, I don't want this dude on top of me. Um, but, yeah, apparently he molested a bunch of girls at this girls' school. And nobody cared. Nobody did anything about it. Um, there had been people who had brought it up, like, over the years. Like, hey, isn't it weird that you're, like, did you also joke around about it? Like, saying, like, oh, she told me she was 16. Like, he would make, like, creepy jokes about the fact that he was molesting kids. And nothing. Like, I mean, nobody nobody said anything. And then he dies, and then it comes out. So, Jesus. So, in this, I'll just say, um, so, yeah, so out of all the mentally and physically ill patients at that hospital, confirmed... He molested 33. In total, he sexually assaulted over 600 people in between 1955 and 2011. 600 people. Um, And that's a combination of when he was just like a DJ but was still kind of famous and was just bringing people over every once in a while to Top of the Pops, to Jim Will Fix It, to at hospitals to the girls school and then just everything in between um 600 people and this dude like it finally breaks loose and he dies like right when it happens in uh, 2011 so no justice for this dude but it is amazing that i mean it's also amazing that like the royal family doesn't give a shit like that there's all these pictures of him like look at this creep uh well, both really. I was gonna say. I mean, I mean, the one on the left, but the one on the right is kind of a creep too. So, I mean, God, like, and there's like all these pictures of him with like Princess Diana, who like you know, as far as I know, is a pretty decent person, bit of a hooer also, but you know, whatever. Like, it is amazing. Like, yeah, just I mean, how do you not look at this picture and think? Well, he doesn't need to be around my kids. I mean, I'll go have like a spot of tea with him, but I'm not, you know, leaving him alone with my fucking eight-year-old. But yeah, so many people did. But I guess who? I mean, how would you know? You don't assume that somebody like that, like, is diddling. But he was like the master diddler. Like, if there was a diddling video game, he would be the final level. Would be to outdiddle Jimmy Savile. <laughs> There'd be R. Kelly. Gary Glitter, who also, Gary Glitter was like really good friends with Jimmy Savile, and I mean Gary Glitter is not worth doing an entire segment over, but um, so Gary Glitter is the guy who wrote like a uh, song's called the Rock and Roll Part One, but it's like they play like every hockey game, da 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 da, hey da 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 da, um, like yeah, he ended up being a massive pedophile too, um. And, I mean, he was, like, way more famous in England than he was in uh, uh, here. Like, we just know him from that one song. But, yeah, Gary Glitter and Jimmy Savile were, like, close buds. And it's like, oh, I wonder what they bonded over. <laughs> I mean, it is amazing. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get I know that, like, like, goddamn, like, like, just look at this motherfucker. Like, yeah, have a seat, Jimmy. Yeah, go ahead. Go and have a. Why don't you go ahead and have a seat? <laughs> so as soon as you uh, you molested six hundred people, Jimmy. Why do you think you did that, huh? 
<laughs> oh my god that is incredible like i d look most things like because it's crazy it's also crazy that there's like groups like nambla and all that shit that are like super pro uh what's nambla the national the national something national american man boy love association I don't know what the NA means, but I know MBLA is Man Boy Love Association. And it was like a group that like promotes, yeah, like pedophilia. It's saying that it's like a natural thing. It's like, I mean, I guess it's natural in the sense that it's been going on forever. But, I mean, Jesus, like people like that should be like shot in the head in front of everybody. Like no trial, no jury. Like, I mean, if you diddle a kid... Like, you just get drug out in the Walmart parking lot, and somebody just puts two right in the fucking back of your head. I mean, I Jesus Christ. And Jimmy Savile, 600. I mean, granted, I mean, not all those were kids, but still, even if, even if like, a third were kids, that's, what, 200 kids? Jesus Christ. Um, so, definitely deserves to be a fucking monster of the week. Holy shit. It's going to be hard to outdo that. Um. But I think next week's next week's is definitely not um, as molesty. So if 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 hearing about child molestation uh, turns you off, <laughs> then uh, stay tuned for next week. Cause yeah, I can promise there will be very little talk of pedophilia. So well, I probably shouldn't promise that, but you know, it depends on what celebrity ends up fucking <laughs> coming across my radar. Like, I'm looking at fucking... I'm waiting for Corey Feldman to start giving names. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough for today. This is ending on a really fucking rough note, and I have no way of salvaging it. So, see you next week. Adios.